Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Dean Crutchfield, CEO of Crutchfield Partners. Hey, thank you so much, Dean, for being in the show. Appreciate pleasure, it. Pleasure. pleasure to be on. Pleasure to be on board. Awesome. And you've been in the space of brand marketing for over a decade now. So that's pretty amazing. But first, can you tell us um, a little bit about your background? Well, I've worked um, in, in in brand marketing my entire career. You know, I was fascinated by marketing when I was at college doing my degree that we could affect consumer behavior and consumer emotion. So the idea that, you know, I'm in a business that affects emotional connection really always fascinated me. So I've you know spent a lot of time doing it. But if I'm at a party and I'm trying to keep it simple when someone says, what do you do? You know, I like to say, you know, I create opportunity. That's always been my job. I totally agree with that one. Um, expanding or growing a, a brand gives opportunity. Well, that's right, isn't it? You know, it, it's like, you know, I've met and worked mm -hmm. with some of the biggest brands in the world and on some pretty significant programs. And I have to say that the ulterior objective of what I do is about creating jobs. You know, you're growing a business. Yeah, you want the upside. You want the bonus. You want the salary. You want the ego. But there's an ulterior objective that in your success, you could be creating jobs. You know, I, I remember a funny story of um, walking through JFK one time, you know, many years ago, and I'd been doing pretty well in the States. And, a, and an immigration officer kind of gruntly said to me, what am I doing back in the U.S.? And I, you know, I was not maybe in a very good mood, but jet lagged. But I just turned around affronted by the question. He said, I've created thousands of jobs and I'm proud of that. And he looked at me and he said, welcome home, sir. And I thought, well, there you go. You know, it's about creating jobs. And that gives me great satisfaction. If um if you have that perspective, totally agree with that one hundred hundred percent. If you have that perspective of of being of service to other people, will definitely um give you like a, a like a great feeling. Thank. So um aside from this, like this is the value that you've created with with the company that you have so far. But how do you um navigate through this um constantly changing landscape of marketing? Well. We've just had Especially a massive with, with with AI around. Well, we've just had a massive broadside. I would say if you have a business plan that's older than 90 days, rip it up, rewrite it. And that's not just a business plan, that's also potentially your business model. AI is huge. You know, Goldman Sachs did a report a few months ago. Um, and you know, a big respect to them. They're a smart bunch of people, and they estimate that 30 to 40 percent of an average white-collar worker's job can be done by AI. So if you're looking at any service business or even a product manufacturing business, impact of AI is absolutely huge. So that's going to affect your business plan. It's going to affect your business model. It's going to affect your relationship with your client because the client knows it's there as well. So it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a question of how do you get ahead of it? That's the key question. How do you get ahead of AI? I totally um, agree with that one. But would it be fine if I'll throw back again that question that you have uh, with with the experience that you have? How do you like get ahead of AI? Well, it, it's all about, you know, it, it's like building a brand, you know, it's that emotional connection, but it, it's about, you know, what's your USP, what makes you special? 
So it might be, yeah, I've got a great product or I've got a great team or I've got great creative and that's fantastic. But you've got a business model that's based on a certain added value proposition, but also it's based on a pricing mechanism that potentially has big impact for AI. So perhaps you might not be able to charge the same amount of money. Instead of three months for a strategy program, you might only need a week. Instead of 10 people needed, you might only need one person. Instead of you know six months to market, you might now have three months to market. So the whole dynamic of a business changes. So literally, we're not just talking about ripping up the business plan. We're also talking about impacting the business model. That's the impact of AI. It is huge. It is fantastic. And it's also plagued with a lot of issues and problems for companies. And it's going to be what's your value add. So your value add should be, as it were, exploded by the opportunity of AI, but also it could implode your business. And that's the kind of the tension that exists. How do you uh, envelop? How do you incorporate AI into your offer? Especially if you're a service-based business, your client's going to want to know about that. And it's going to want to know how that's going to impact the relationship with you, the pricing of you. It could be your you know, your, your blended rate could be impacted, your team size could be impacted, but from a product manufacturing standpoint, even AI helps create efficiencies in terms of the development of a program. So all facets of business are impacted by AI in a tremendous way that I don't think a lot of people have really realized yet. You know, they just happened, you know, can just happen, the big advertising festival and everyone's going, whoopee doo, aren't we wonderful? But I, you know, this is a roller coaster and there's a, you know, it, it reminds me of my, one of my favorite cartoons is an ostrich with its head stuck in the road with a truck hurtling towards it with the caption, I've got a feeling something's going to happen today and it's happening. It, you know, it is a truck and it's hurtling and you are in front of it. What are you going to do? I agree. That's why it's very um, important to position yourself, um, position yourself well with this change that we have. So I think this is where soft skill um, is really like uh, important. So not, we already know that AI is around. It's have a great impact with the, the industry, especially with marketing. But I think that's why um, soft skill is very important. But aside from that, um, regarding with the challenges that you've experienced in the space, um, you said your entire career is running through like marketing or creating these opportunities. What was like the greatest challenge that you, you experienced along the way and how did you overcome that? Um, well, I think, you know, you know, new business is a battle and it's a daily battle. You've got to rate, you know, you got to wake up running. So it's a question of, you know, pursuit, you know, the idea that I think the big lesson is yes, think big, but act small. And of course, you've got to fail fast and learn rapidly. So that's the big lesson for me, you know, but perseverance, sticking to the goal. But that's also about passion, about purpose, like the creating jobs analogy. For me, that's an ulterior objective of mine. But if I'm representing a business, whether it's a CEO, a sales director, a marketing person, or even a program director, but, you know, what's the purpose of the business you're with? What's your added value? It's a really cruel question to ask yourself in the morning when you're looking in the bathroom mirror. But are you going to add value today? How do you add value? And in growing a business, that's what you're doing. So how do you add value today? How do you keep going? When, if you're looking at building a sales and marketing firm or a consultancy or professional services business, you know, 
there's obviously the inbound, which is beautiful. Someone's called you and said, I'm interested, which is great. They're obviously the best new business there is. But what about the outbound? What are you doing on your outreach? You know, typically outreach programs in new business, when you look at the research, you're looking at a 99% failure rate. You know, that's a lot. So basically, you know, it's a lot of drudgery for what results. So how do you get the results? So a business has to understand what's your win rate? What is your win rate? If you're a sales or marketing business, your win rate needs to be above 65%. So basically, if I'm meeting 10 firms who are hard interested in a new business, do I pick up six and a half of those clients? I mean, that's 65% win rate. We're not just talking a lead. We're talking about uh, not a prospect. We're talking about a real lead. There's real business being talked about. You need a high win rate, especially in the sales and marketing game. It's got to be 65% or more. If you're below 50% win rate, there's an actual argument that new business is not economical for your business. So you need to get that win rate high. So how do you improve your win rate? Do you know what your win rate is? If you ask most sales and marketing firms, professional services firms, consulting firms, I ask clients all the time, what's your win rate? They don't know. What's your win rate? And then therefore, is it good or do we need to improve it? And then that's the whole process of, well, if it's not so good, how do we improve the win rate? Is that better targeting? Is it better screening of in inbound leads? Is it a better salesperson? But basically, we have to up your game and get that win rate above 65%. 100%. At the end of the day, it will boil down to, to the value that you bring to the table. What's the added value? Yeah, but look, you know, in, in the States... There's over 56, 60,000 agencies. There's 20,000 ad agencies alone in America. You're telling me you've got a unique idea? 20,000 agencies all saying we're the best in the world. And obviously, we know that a lot of them are not. But nonetheless, you've got over 56, 60,000 agencies, PR firms, design firms, advertising firms. Once you throw in the small kind of one-man, two-man bands... You know, you're you're looking at a design industry that an advertising marketing industry that's most probably got over 150,000 businesses in the U.S. alone. Everyone's competing for the relationships and they're all saying I've got added value. So really, what is your value add? And that's the beauty of AI. You know, AI could strip out added value. You know, my concern, if you're in sales and marketing, particularly in the creative industry that I've typically worked in, is that AI strips the imagination of future generations strips it. It's already been thought of. It can already be done. You know, that's the power of AI. So how do you get ahead of that? So how do you assume AI into your business model? How do you assume AI into your product offering in a unique way that has added value? And that's what it's about. But there's thousands of agencies saying they're great. So, okay, how do you add value for my business, right? Exactly, exactly. And the idea that you bring, it, it's it's pretty fascinating to me. It sounds very simple, but very accurate. So how about you, uh, Dean? How do you increase um, your success rate? Well, you've got, the, you've, the, got uh, look, you've got to look at frameworks. It's all about what's your framework, what's your philosophy? You know, we're all beating our head against the wall trying to break through. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And like I said, it's bloody. It's a battle. Um, you know, and you win some, you lose some. Obviously, you want to you want to win a lot, right? So, to me, it's all about the 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 principles of how you approach it. You know, there's there's tomes of literature out there about new business, 
But if you look at the channels of new business, they're quite limited. There's really only a handful of ways you do new business to build a company, uh, aside from obviously advertising, of course. But, you know, if you're a sales and marketing firm, consultancy agency that's looking to build your business, you know, obviously you've got your social media, there's LinkedIn sales nav, um, although I find that a little bit of an irritation myself personally as I get hit a lot. But, you know, it can be effective. You know, obviously you've got social media, uh, you've got targeted outreach, of course, involving, you know, whether it's mail or email, you've got networking and referrals, you've got events and conferences, you've got media relations and public relations PR. You know, so there's only those few channels. So how best do you use the channels that are available? But I think that it's like battle. What is your battle strategy? You know, it's going to be a multifaceted campaign because the key for building a sales marketing operation, a brand consultancy, an advertising agency, a marketing firm, whatever, or a research firm, whatever it might be, is what I call impression formation. Impression formation is, is the multiple touch points that you are introducing to your prospects and your targets, whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's you know, a podcast you've done or a webinar or an email or a phone call or a meeting at a conference or a presentation. This is all about impression formation. And that's what's key in building a business, impression formation. How do you do that? That's critical. Sorry, I ramble. It's okay. Totally fine. All of that. Fine. And the way uh, you deliver that idea, it's very spontaneous. So this thing is coming to you like your second nature. It's pretty well, there's, amazing. There's, 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 there's a really, there's a good one I like. Uh, her name is Jill Conrath and a fascinating lady, a, a long legacy in the sales game. She's developed a very simple process called the snap, sell, snap selling. And I like the principles of it because it's very simple. Um, and, and basically the idea is the S is for simple. Is your idea simple enough that it's easily understood quickly um, and can be communicated quickly? Uh, the N is for invaluable, i.e. this is something that's going to move the needle of your business. It's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's got some factual proof or evidence or something that says specifically what it's going to do. The A is for aligned. It's aligned with that company's goals. Maybe it's the uh, a statement the CEO's made or a forecast that company's put out or something you've seen that you say this aligns with your plans. But then there's the P, which stands for priority. You know, how do you how do you make this a priority for that person? And where I'm where I differ from Jill Conrath is that she believes it's how do you maintain the priority in front of that person. To me, the P is how do you make it a priority? for that person most people make decisions for themselves not their company so this is you know about building trust with a person that's the right person to speak to what are you going to do to add value not just to their business but for them personally that's a tough one but if you can crack that nut you can really open the door to a lot more opportunity it, 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 it's amazing. It's just fascinating for me. And um, going back to the um, question that I have earlier, um, you're talking about like impressions. So it's some sort of like building familiarity through this um, facets of uh, channels. And also to add to that, um, I think, in, in my opinion, uh, what you said earlier is the model that you have behind it. Uh, yours is like building opportunity. So I think this is uh, one of the things that increases the um, win rate that you have in the space. So um, also uh, to, to add to that, um, talking about the numbers, what are like the, the metrics or KPIs um, that you use 
And it's, it's well, my, my KPI point. is, you know, is basically is conversion, right? We're looking at conversion. Your conversion rate is your win rate. How do you calculate that? You know, I think that, it, you know, I've always fought against it, but I do know that it is, a, it is a numbers game. Obviously, we know numbers are at play here. You know, what are your odds? How do you improve your odds? How many do I have to get hold of to get them through the funnel so I can get some really quality leads, some quality prospects that I can turn into business? So how do I scale that? How do I do that rapidly? You know, obviously good content, good targeting, good data, but good people. You know, you need good people, right? So, you know, how do I put that together? So to me, it's all about win rate. And that win rate can be, you know, that can be a targeted outreach in terms of the, the, the win rate you get in terms of people that are, have shown interest in your content. You know, and then obviously you can look at the win rate of a final pitch win. So basically it's all about those conversion rates, but ultimately it's about what do I get? The clients, do I win? If I get 10 opportunities, do I win one, three, five, six? What do I get? If I'm a, if I'm a marketing services company, you need to be aiming for at least a 65% win rate to make your new business activity uh, uh, profitable because you're going to be paying for somebody or some people to do it. So therefore, that's an investment, but you want a return on that investment. And if you're not hitting your win rate, then that's not a return on investment. It's costing you more money than actually getting rid of it. And that's the harsh reality. You've gone quiet. Have I, have I stunned everybody? <laughs> <laughs> i see yeah i totally agree with that one it is definitely a numbers game even if um you say it's about like um the quality that you provide but it's pretty important to know your numbers you've got to know your numbers but it's you know look you can spray and pray everyone likes you know spray and pray let's send out a thousand see what we get but what about let's send out a hundred and get you know really get some traction but to, to send out that hundred you know to me the thing about a lot of agencies, um, actually a very interesting analogy. I work with a CMO. I, when I work with big brands or meet senior marketing people at, at big brands, I always love to ask how many approaches do you get from marketing and sales and you know, agencies a day? One CMO told me that she gets over 150 emails a day from marketing type companies. And I, uh, this was years ago, since then I've changed the answer to my question. But I said to her, I always remember years ago, wow, you must, you must get a lot from that, right? You know, like, wow, yeah. And she looked at me aghast, like with shock going, no. She said, all they ever do is beat their chest. And that's what it says about Snap. What, what she was saying is, where's the, where's the value add for me? Don't just send me a note or a package or a text saying we're wonderful, you know, what do you bring me? And so I believe in selling. It's about give to get. What are you giving me? Even if it's a nugget or some information or some perspective that gives me something. So I might give you five minutes of my time. So in this business, what are you, what's your give? What are you giving to get? The assumption for a lot of people is, hey, you know, I'm great. So let me just tell me you know, about us and what we can do for you. no. How can you add something for my day? Share something I don't know. Share something that makes me feel excited. So her reaction was over 150 emails a day. And she doesn't open any of them because all they're doing is beating their chest. 
So that's a big mistake that agencies or consultancies and firms make all the time. So it comes back to SNAP. Simple idea, invaluable to me, the prospect, aligned with what my company is trying to do, but also a priority for me personally as a professional responsible for my role at this company. So that's what it's about, is how do you add value or be perceived to add value very quickly. Amazing. And for, for like the last question that I have, a majority of the listeners that we have are in small to medium-sized businesses, also in sales and marketing. Uh, we have this um, community of uh, B2B sales and marketing secrets. So we have a bunch of listeners out there. So what advice can you give to these small and medium-sized sales and marketing companies and agencies? Um, just top of mind, like, how do, how, what's the That's best easy. practice they have to thrive? That's easy. Guys, come on, guys and girls. It's eat big fish time. Eat big fish. You could be a two-man band. You can take out a firm of 200 people now because of AI, you know? But because of AI, we've got scale. You know, one of the things that's interesting, and it's like an agency, is I, I was speaking to a friend of mine who works for a large law firm, a very successful law firm. He's a, a senior partner. And he quite clearly said that suddenly, out of nowhere, we're going to find very, very highly talented lawyers who now can compete with us because they have AI capability. So no longer does my thousand lawyer firm look so impressive to a small lawyer firm of five people who have actual expertise in my field of M&A that I'm interested in, who now can provide the scale that they never have could before in rapid time. So to me, it's about eat big fish. It's time to go after them. There, there is no longer the protection of the big agencies or the big firms because they have the scale, the people to man the account. We have AI now. We have the power. So my, my end line to you all is eat big fish. You know, what you provided um, to us, Dean, um, we can consider it as, as a liquid gold. I'm just pretty amazed in how you deliver this stuff. Like what I said earlier, it's coming to you like a second sense. And it's it, it's it's just a fascinating, like your charisma and how you um handle yourself and the experience that you have in this space. Um, you're really providing value on the table. That's what that's what I can say. What you provided to us today is like it's like a liquid gold. So thank you very much. If I, anybody compliment, thank you. <laughs> if anybody wants to connect with you or reach out to you, wanted to partner with you, probably want to have you in their podcast as well, what would be the best way to do that? Just just send me an email, dean at crutchfieldpartners.com or send me a, you know, yeah, LinkedIn. I'm on there. Awesome, awesome. And I'll I'll put that in a in a show notes so that uh people yeah. can um find you through this um account like LinkedIn. So guys, uh, to our listeners. If you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. And if yeah. you got any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or a review where you get the, the podcast episode. And if there is someone in the midst of growing their business or like thinking about starting this business, their business, send this episode to them. And then I'll take one thing that you learn, go out and implement and execute it and let us know about your wins. We want to hear about it. So um, again, everyone, appreciate you um, tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, Dean. Thank you. Happy hunting. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Cheers.